we are back. Welcome to Rankable episode 25. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank. Today we have a special, special, special guest, man. Um, you know, first of all, before we even introduce, man, happy 2021 to everybody. Hope you guys have a happy, healthy, prosperous 2021. It's free 2020 vibes are creeping in, especially with yesterday. <laughs> but hoping you guys have a great one, man. But uh, my special guest today, man, as you guys know, um, you know, he, he's this entrepreneur had an idea back in 1994 to create his own inspired potato, hip hop potato chip. He would later partner with Master P, business mogul, and launch what we know today as Rap Snacks. He also has other business ventures such as Soul Food Inks, where he partnered with Harlem's own Queen of Soul Food, Sylvia, and also has a Boss Up app, which is a free stock market simulation app aimed to help people learn about the stock market. Um, he also helped manage uh, meet, record, platinum recording artist Meek Mill, and help him secure deals with brands like Puma, Ciroc, and Monster Energy. And he later relaunched Rap Snacks in 20. 16 and is now in convenience stores nationwide and is available around in over 4,000 Walmarts. I want to introduce you guys to Mr. James Lindsay, CEO of Rap Snacks. How are you, good sir? I'm good, my brother. How are you doing, man? Great I'm doing. No, thank you, man. Thank you for taking time out your busy schedule, man, to to join us today. It, it means a lot. It's an honor and a pleasure. And uh, I know we only have a half an hour, so I'd love to jump right into it and, and get started. So I would love to know a little bit more about your background as far as, you know, how did you come up with the rap snacks idea? And then why why did you choose the, the snack industry specifically? Well, um, I was the regional manager for a company called Warner Lambert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we were selling Hoffs, Carb Drops, Trident Dome. You know, um, and I noticed going into some of the inner cities uh, around the country with some of my sales reps, I just noticed that, you know, there was a lot of snack foods on the market, but it really wasn't anything that, you know, I felt like at the time that I could relate to, you know, yeah. being a big hip hop fan or, you know, that young kid, you know, that was coming from the inner city of Philadelphia that yeah. really liked potato chips. And I used to take you know, four or five bags of potato chips and put it in that brown paper bag and shake it up. <laughs> I mean, that was me. So, you know, so when I'm, and when I was at an older age working for one in Lambert, I'm like, there needs to be something else that, you know, that relates to us, Yeah. you know? And, um, you know, started to, get, started to get those ideas and that's, that, night, that night I couldn't get it off my mind. And, um, and I just uh, got up like three o'clock in the morning and wrote down rap snacks. On a, on a piece of paper, you know? wow. and it was like almost like it was just God giving me an idea, like, "Yo, my brother, this is what you should be doing for the rest of, of your of your entire career." Is is creating a snack food company? Didn't know how to do it. Woke up that that next morning and said, "You know, let me research. You know, who can make a chip for me?" And I called a company called Nibbles and Gibbles, okay. which is about an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia. I was living in New Jersey at the time, um, like fifteen minutes outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. And a gentleman named Bob Fulner answered the phone. And he was like a white guy, probably like 65 years old, knew nothing about hip hop. You know, <laughs> and I'm, oh, hell, I'm talking to this guy. I'm like, I got an idea. He said, What's the idea? I'm like, I want to start a company called Rap Snacks. And he was like, Tell me more. I said, Yeah, I said, you know, I just think the culture is going to eventually, you know, dictate a lot of different brands in the future. Yeah. And he said, he said, Jim, he said, he called me Jim. He said, I think that's a great idea. So as I think back on that, I'm saying to myself, like, this is a 65-year-old white guy, knew nothing about hip hop, mm -hmm. but he, he got the idea. I said, it was, it was just something that was supposed to be at the time. Supposed to happen. Yes, absolutely. 
So that's amazing, man. So I'm curious. I know we spoke about it a little in the green room, right? So so besides the, your love for potato chips, like I think rap snacks could have worked on anything. Could have worked on rap soda. Could have worked on rap pretzels. Like so, why specifically the snack or the snack industry, especially when there's brands like Lay's that control a huge market share, right? So what what are some of the challenges going against brands like those traditional brands like Lay's? It was a huge challenge, number one, because when I started doing my research on the industry, you know, I noticed that they own about 85% of the business. It was a $540 billion business on a yearly Crazy. average. And, and as as um, minorities in this country, we represent less than 1% of that business. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the upside was just tremendous. And I just had to find a way to approach the marketplace where people would pay attention to me, number one, and create trial and be able to taste the product. Because I always felt like, and I still feel like that today, that they can't make snack foods for people that want seasoned product. Yeah. If Wrap Snacks has a honey barbecue, it's going to taste like a honey barbecue. And it might be seasoned a lot more than what the average company seasons the product. It's just like, you know, you're you're going to another part of the city and somebody making, you know, some fried fish for you. And it's bland. You know, you're going to be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now we need some we need some flavor back <laughs> you know so you know always felt like that was the advantage there still is the advantage that, that we have is that we know you know how to create the flavor that you know people want it's not just and it's not just black people you know it's yeah. new millenniums want flavor they want to be able to hit where like it tastes a you know honey jalapeno potato chip they want like it got to taste like that it's to. not you know, buy it again you know so when you know, I, if I go out in the marketplace and my product's not flavored right, I'm a nice guy normally. But mm-hmm. if I taste that and it's not right, oh, it's, it's not going. It's not going to be nice. I hey, man. <laughs> I, I'll give you. I definitely give you credit, man. I tried. I tried. I think the first one I tried was in a bodega, like early 2008 or 2009. I think it was the Fabulous Chip. So I had that. I saw it in the store, and I'm like, damn, man, that's a cool idea, man. Tried it, loved it, and I tried the what's the name yesterday, the Migo Sour Cream and Ranch. Right. I, I ain't gonna lie, you, you you got lazed it. I ain't gonna lie to you, fam. <laughs> you got lazed beat by a mile there, right? So, um, so as you were developing the flavor profiles, you were you were doing your research. You know, you obviously knew the audience because you had the market experience selling to our demographic specifically. But I'm curious to know, like, how, what was the conversation? How did you get in touch with you know business mogul Master P? And what was that conversation like when you when you shared your vision, your dream with him, and and what took place there? Well, um, you know. During the time I got to deal with with Universal, yep. um, Universal was putting their artists on the bags, and actually I got them to pay me money to put the artists on my bags. You know, wow. kind of unheard of at the time. You know, because I, again I was replacing their budget that they had for the posters. I'm like, you guys yeah. are spending that money, and people are tearing your posters down. You can be on my chips every day, and people are going to see it. And you can but track it. Way, you're right. Well, you can track it. And by the way. That budget you got, yeah, I need that. You know, that was, <laughs> that was something that was, uh, you know, uh, you know, pretty interesting at the time. You know, so Master P had his label at the time at Universal, so they put P on the bag and some other artists that he had. And then he called me up one day. He said, "Man, my wife said I should get in contact with you." He said, "This is a hell of an idea, man. I like, I like it, man." I said, "Well, thanks, man. You know, you know, stay in touch and you know what have you." So. You know, at that time, that sparked up a relationship because, you know, me and P are basically, I can say he's like a, you know, I don't, you know he's like a brother from another mother. Yeah. Me because I can imagine. He's always, right, he's, always, he's always been a guy that, you know, he's, he's always done what he said he would do, first and foremost. And I've been in the same way with him. 
You know, so we've established a relationship first and foremost before business ever happened. Because I want everybody to know that, you know. Absolutely. So going forward, you know, I just felt like he was a great asset, you know, to the company, you know, and I, and I offered him, you know, um, a deal, you know, to come on, you know, as being, you know, being a, a partner um, for the brand, right? Yeah. And um, meanwhile, you know, you know, I've worked on stuff for him, you know, you know, for the things that he wanted to do. And currently, you know, we're doing, you know, the Uncle P cereal together, yeah. you know, we're doing the Uncle P's rice together. You know, um, you know, basically the, you know, the icon noodles, yeah. you know, all that stuff, you know, so, you know, um, we always say that, you know, we're a great team because I allow him to do what he do best and he allows me to do what I do best, you know, and um, we hold each other accountable, number one, and we push each other, you know, he'll tell you that, you know, he'll come in, come in to me with a whack idea and I'm like, P, that's not going to work. That's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that that's super important there in itself, right? Just being honest and having that relationship, being transparent. Like most people, especially P, I would assume he has, you know, people would be yes, man. It's P, yo, you got an idea, P. Who the hell am I to tell you you're wrong? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it don't look like that over here. I mean, we're, we're like, you know, I'm I'm one of them guys, I'm, I'm a stickler. You know, if I put a product out there in the marketplace, it's got to be right because I know that we got to be 10 times better than what the other products in the marketplace is. Absolutely. No mistakes and it got to be on point. Absolutely. I think the, the, the brilliant strategy that you had, man, like I said, is the fact that you went to Universal Media Group, a non, you know, CPG product, right? They have all these artists and then you knew they had a problem, right? You knew that they, they were spending money on billboards and traditional media and they had no way to track it. They have no way to say, hey, these how many eyeballs we got. People are tearing the posters down. And then you gave them a tangible way to promote their artists and also help yourself by growing the brand, which I think is just absolutely brilliant. So like, like I said, I think you could have done this on any product and that's like the, you know, that's amazing to me. And I'm curious to know too, being that, you know, once you started, like what is the process of selecting your flavors and what criteria do you use when selecting an artist who should be featured? So the criteria is that, you know, we have like a, like a, a vault of this different flavor profiles that we develop, mm -hmm. you know, and I you know I'm a hip hop fan. So I follow a lot of these artists careers, you know, I'm looking at them before they even get to where they're at yeah. most of the time, you know. So I kind of relate some of the flavor profiles to the personalities, you know. Um, mm -hmm. When we did the Louisiana um, Heat, you know, it was you know it was Boosie, Boosie, you know, Louisiana, you know, you know he he brings the heat all the time. So it was Louisiana Heat, you know, yeah. it's just stuff like that, you know, um, you know this this stuff that we connect to them, you know, that we feel like people are going to. You know, on like it's almost like it's not said, but if you know their brand, yeah, well, okay, this fits them. You know, like we did a a new pork skin with um, Cardi B. You know, and you know, I, I knew that she loved pork skins. You know, um, and you know, we've never done pork skins before. I didn't have no, you know, no uh, intentions of doing pork skins, but Walmart came to me and said, James, you know, the pork skin market is going pretty pretty fast, and we love what Rap Stacks is doing at Walmart. Would you consider doing that? You know, so we got to the marketplace. Absolutely. And then plus you, you also had the relationship with Cardi to know that, right? Like most brands Absolutely. wouldn't have that into that intimate interaction with Cardi to say, look, I know she likes poor skins now. If I could put a good Absolutely. flavor on this thing and we can, Absolutely. you know, expand this and help her brand as well. Like it's a win-win, man. You can't, you can't, you can't beat that. And like, and and I'm curious, yeah, like, me, me knowing, so I'm cut you off. Me, no, no, you good. Me knowing the people around her, 
you know, that's, that's established relationships, not only with the artists, but established relationships with a team that you know, you know, you know, some of the things that ordinarily other people would know, you know, that that's would help, you know, you guys do business, you know, and make the business more effective. Absolutely. I, and I preach this all the time on LinkedIn, brother, because I that's something I, that's the channel I use to kind of get my content out there and get my brand out. And I, I stress this all the time. Relationships are going to get you a sale, right? You can't just go in there pitching, 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 or just thinking of it just as binary me and you are just going to do this transaction. Like, I have to get to know you, man. I want to know what you, you know, your family, you might know my kids or whatever the case may be. I know what your, what your ins and outs and your processes and how are you doing your shows and all that stuff. And all that stuff means something, especially coming to the industry of us as artists who we necessarily don't get that air from corporate sponsors or other brands like that. We're literally on our own. Absolutely. So the yep. fact that you know that and you attack that and you apply that to the artists and give them opportunity to also make some incremental revenue is. <laughs> yeah. And the great thing about it is me having a lot of background with, with dealing with artists and their brands. Yeah. You, know, you got things that they like, you know, you can't just be doing things and they want to make the money. Yes. But it got to be something that, you know, it's easy for them to do, you know, um, got to feel right. too. Yes. I talk about, you know, you know, the artists being on the bags of rap snack, it's a marketing tool. They get paid for it, but see people see you on this bag every day, all around the country, in Walmart, you know, in, in Kroger, you know, H E B and all these two stores around the country, you know, it keeps them people on your mind, right? <laughs> you know, Stay top of mind. It's right, right. It's all about impressions, you know, and you know, some people they don't get it until they see other people doing it now. Now everybody gets to you know, the concept of Ratchnets, you know, and besides seeing us on something that is a positive role model, you know, one of the inspirations for us doing the Uncle P's products is to get rid of the, the you know, the Uncle Ben's and the Aunt Your Mamas yeah. and all that stuff that really was a mockery of, you know, of our, you know, our heritage, you know. Yeah, totally and, right. So, you know, you know, we got to start, you know, thinking that, you know, we're black, we're beautiful, you know, and not only just, I'm saying it's not just black people, but this, you know, people that, you know, minorities in this country that don't get the opportunity to do the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah, that's so true, man. So true. And it's actually a good segue to, to, to kind of ask you this, right? So what kind of role did like social media and, and the social media boom and influencer marketing have on the relaunch back in 2016? Because as you see now, like influence, like you said, little influencer marketing is blowing up. Like brands are like, hey, I need Cardi to do this. I need Meek to do the headphones. And they're starting to see what the attribution looks like on those models, right? So, you know, you know, you were early in that adoption. So what, what were, you know, how did that play a role in the relaunch? And what was your initial strategy to go to market when you relaunched? Yeah, it was, it was, it was everything. You know, okay. Uh, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to make rap snacks that new viral snack food. You know, I know people, you know, you, you, you know, if you heard the term of being this being viral, but I wanted Rap Snacks to be viral every day, you know, and have the incremental support from the people that really love the brand. You know, yeah. so every day we were having people reposting the Rap Snacks. Oh, we got this person on it. We got that person on it. I love this taste, you know, and, you know, I would give the, the Amigos, they, they did um, get yourself a bag of Rap Snacks, you know, um, with, um, you know, my brother um, P and Coach over there who yeah. uh, were friends of mine, but also they were, you know, people who, who kind of saw, you know, early what I was talking about. I'm like, P, coach, this is something that's, this, the time is good to redo this, you know, um, and, you know, I, I put the Amigos on, they were one of my first artists 
uh, the putting uh, on the redoing the uh, the rap snacks, and they did the get yourself a bag of rap snacks, and that really brought a lot more attention. You know, it was buzzing before that, but it, that really it helped the peak. Yeah, absolutely. I could imagine. I think you got them right when they were bad and bougie, right when they was absolutely. at the height. <laughs> so well, you know what? You know what? You know what? This is interesting too because. They used to be in the studio with me all the time, and I, I, I was there. You know, we were late nights in the studio, and I'm mm -hmm. like, these guys are so talented, you know. And it was before Bad and Bougie hit because I'm like, these guys can make songs, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I, I was talking to P a lot, and P said, James, let me play some of your music, their music. And they were playing. He was playing the music. I'm like, yo, oh, I can hear that. These guys yeah. are dope. I'm one of these guys before, before you know, before they blow, you know. And it was just perfect timing. Perfect time. That, that that was a great that was a great choice right there. Like you said, all the stars aligned, and then the importance of the timing, right? Timing is everything. Timing is when you launched it, when you had them, and just seeing the vision of Migos, right? And now it's what they're they're rocks, they're pop stars. Let's be real, they're in every household Absolutely. name, Absolutely. global brand, and you know that that's crazy in itself, yeah, right? I mean, and so and so is um, you know quality control. I mean, they quality control. Yeah. You know, they revamped, you know, Atlanta music, man, and they like, they're doing their thing. Yeah. And now I'm going to put a little plug. I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to a little baby one or something too soon, brother. <laughs> oh, no, baby's coming, coming out this month. Yes, sir. Oh, man, that's sick, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Um, and another, got, another we one. Got, too we got a one flavor called, it's called All In. You know, so um, that's going to be a big flavor. You got a song called All In too, but. It's like vinegar, barbecue. You got all kind of flavors in it. It's called all in. It's, that's going to be a big one for him. Oh, that's fire! I'm definitely have to try that, man. Please, I'm definitely going to make sure I, I get my my batch, man. But uh, also, what, what's a, what I'm curious to know too, man. What advice would you give to other entrepreneurs? So like, I, like we spoke in the green room. You know, obviously, I'm somebody. I'm inspiring to be somebody like yourself. I would love to have my own brand in the future and things like that. So, what other advice would you give to entrepreneurs looking to grow their brand? And what is the best advice or best business advice you've ever received? Excuse me. Um, I think first and foremost, you know, the best business advice that I received. I'm gonna answer that first is, you know, it's do what you love to do, man. If you find your passion, if your passion is going to figure out everything for you when it comes to business because you're going to have your ups and downs, you know, and if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you know, you're not going to have a lot of success because, you know, you're going to be like you know, most, you know, you know, people these days, they want things to happen overnight and it just doesn't happen that way, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you really, you know, you really got to, you really got to just kind of, you know, do follow your passion and find out what your passion is, number one. Okay. The yeah. second part of the question is you really have to be, um, do your due diligence in any business that you go into. You know, I, I find that the researchers, the people that research the most, you know, and have the most knowledge and what they're doing are the ones that more likely will be more successful than the ones that just, you know, every day they're just saying, I'm, you know, I have a, you know, a car, a car, I have a car wash business. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Have a car wash business, but, you know, do you know the data that goes behind that? Do you know what's next in, in the car wash business, right? Do you yeah. know the next wave is? Are you prepared for that, right? There's exactly. so different avenues that comes to really starting your business, you know, and being successful in your business. It's just a fine line.
Absolutely. Like you said, the research is everything. Kind of goes to a good analogy. I would use like Floyd Mayweather being the best best boxer. Right? He's the best boxer because right? what he does in the gym. And I think most entrepreneurs definitely struggle with one failure, right? Nobody wants to fail and everybody, you know, kind of second guess themselves in, you know, in those type of situations. And then really like, like just betting on themselves you like you said like some people don't even know what the research entails like for somebody like me who may not have a business background but i have an extensive marketing background like what does that research look like you know what i mean you'd be doing hard work but it doesn't mean it's working effective and it's working smart right yes i agree man uh, absolutely yep yep yeah and i also wanted to do something um like i'm gonna do a little, a little something like a, a rankable speed round but i'm, I'm willing to like to take this take some time if anybody from the from the crowd anybody want to ask a question i would love to take this time to to get your questions in and then we'll do a speed round and then uh we'll, we'll get it going all right while we're waiting for that so what's 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 next for 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 rap snacks, man? So what what are some things that we could look out for? What are some things that we could we could champion and, and really keep our eye out for? So um, you know we felt like you know you know rap snacks. We like you said earlier, we can hit a lot of different marketplaces. I mean we we've been very successful in the noodle business. Um, you know I looked at that business. I'm like wow, you got you know you got you know these oriental flavors that they're feeding. The culture. <laughs> yeah. so I need to go in there and revamp this business, man, and, and do some, you know, some soulful flavors and, you know, kind of make it more relatable. You know, it was always a, a meal that was cheaper, you know, but we saw also a premium. We saw this as much, or this is fast and other ones sell. And it just tells you right then that, you know, people want flavor over, you know, something that's cheap. Yeah. Right. But uh, we, we, we have, we're going into the mac and, mac and cheese business. You know, we're going oh, into wow. the anything business. We're going into the, you know, to the lemonade business, you know, you know, strawberry, mango, lemonade, all the flavors that you never had before, you know, fruit punch, lemonade, you know, <laughs> you know strawberry, watermelon, lemonade, you know, it's all the test. You know, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to give it to you guys, you know, and, um, you know, anything that goes with snack foods, you know, we're going to be in that marketplace, you know, pretty soon. That, that's amazing, man. I'm definitely going to be looking out, man. I think the mac and cheese. I'm like, like I'm curious though, like, like with the noodles, though, right? Because I think, I think the biggest thing that separates your brand is like you're choosing markets that are just due for disruption, right? Yeah. Like we, we've that's had Elvita and Kraft for how long, right? We've had Lay's for how long, right? And like you said, right. those flavor profiles and what you bring to the table is really what separates the brand. And then I'm seeing people I know and love, right? I can stream their music, I listen to Cardi, I listen to, to Meek, and, you know, these people. And, and like the fact that you can do that, I think that separates and that's going to give you a competitive advantage moving forward. And there's going to be no way they're going to they're going to be able to compete besides their just name. Yeah, I mean, you know, they compete, I mean, in certain ways, like people don't know, like there's a way where they block you and they buy the shelf out and influence, ah. you know, at, at, the, at different markets and what have you. But you know, the people always speak, you know, for what they want in those stores, you know, yeah. so gra it's a gradual progression, you know, but, you know, the key of it is that you can disrupt those markets, but again, you got to make that product 10 times what's better, better than what's out there in the marketplace, you know, and I've always had a blessing to know flavor profiles and know that low, but this don't taste like somebody would eat it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to have nobody else eat it like that, so, 
Yeah. I've been, I've been very, very blessed to have that ability to, you know, distinguish between something that tastes good and something that I wouldn't eat again. Yeah. Yeah, that's real, man. I, I appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, while we only have a couple minutes left, man. I would love to do something different today. So I want to do a rankable speed round question. I'm just going to ask you a couple of, you know, quick speed questions and just let me know what your thoughts are, right? So what sure. is your favorite What is your favorite personal flavor of Rap Snacks? What, what is your favorite one of all time? Uh, my favorite one of all time is barbecue with my honey. And barbecue with my honey is actually the first one. It's actually Romeo's flavor. Right. That's crazy. You said that. I got it right here. <laughs> so I was just saying that one. That's, the, that's, that's barbecue with my honey with a dab of ranch. So okay. That's, that's the extension of it. But the barbecue with my honey is actually the first item. It was that, and it was called back at the ranch, the other one. But okay. the, that barbecue with honey was the one that kept us relevant until we were able to blow blow up. Right? Mm. Love flavor. It's, it kept us, you know, it's like a flagship, you know, of our um, brand now. It's like the fourth or fifth bestseller because we've had other items, you know, do extremely well. But yeah. that's my that's my favorite um, flavor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. And what 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 artists are you listening to the most right now? Who, who's on your playlist? Ah oh, man, who's on my playlist? You know, I, I, I man, it's a it's a lot of them, man. You know, um, I, you know, but overall, man, I'm just a Drake. I'm a Meek Mill. First of all, Meek Mill fan. Yeah. I'm a Drake fan. You know, and I couldn't say that because we were feuding with Drake. <laughs> I always kept it down like him, you know. But I, I just really felt like the guy's really, you know, been a trailblazer, you know. And and um, you know, of course, Rick Ross, you know, is you know somebody you know that I really like. And and Baby right now, Baby's you know Baby is you know a guy that you know I you know I, I really love. Um, and the Baby. Yeah, both of them are killing it. You know, um, all those. All yeah, killing. You know, I love Cardi stuff as well. You know, so I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I listen to everybody, man. I listen to everybody. You know. Yep. that so now you know I'm gonna have to ask you about your hometown, man. Who, who is the all-time best Philly rapper of all time? You know, there's a lot. You know, Bings is up there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got uh, my man from the Roots. You know, I mean, yep. is up there, and of course my man Meek. You know, and 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 this is a this is a this is a thing. It depends on what kind of rap you like, right? Yeah, because I'm a, bar, I'm a bar guy. I love bars. Right, right, right. So if I had to put all those three guys in one, that would be my favorite rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's a tie for me between Beans and, and Meek Mill, man. So love yeah. both those dudes, man. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Meek does, you know, in the future. He's killing it right now in terms of exposure. He's doing a lot on Clubhouse. He's being active. So, you know, definitely looking forward to see what you guys do together. Um, and I, I know. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying, that's my guy. I mean, he got, got a lot of music coming out, man. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you know, every time people doubt him, he comes back out and push him every time. So, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. No, exactly, man. I think his his I think what's most uh, impressive to me is his progression. So I followed me back from the Dream Chasers like Volume One all the way from even before then. I forgot the name of the one where it was like the Red Diamonds, the Rose when Rick Ross just signed him. So I've been listening to him from underground mixtape stuff and to see where he's come from back then, where I used to see him in the house party, all the way to now where he's chilling with um, is it is it uh, Michael Rubin and some of the billionaires and how he's expanded his brand is like. Man, uh, it's super impressive. Oh, well, what people don't know about Meek, Meek is a, he's a real good guy, man. You know, 
that's why I, I tell him all the time, I said, people gravitate to him because what people think of him is not what he is. He's a really good guy. He's a family guy, you yeah. know, um, and he's a hard worker, you know, and I, you know, I've been around a lot of artists. A lot of artists have talent, you know, but what separates, you know, people being successful, the artists being successful, is actually the hard work that they put in. And yeah. I, only, I understand anybody I would work him, you know. A baby's a, a, a crazy worker too, you know. Yeah, so, I've heard. You know, I've been around him as much as I've been around me. No yeah. baby, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. His stories are crazy. It's crazy too, man. But um, I know we're we're coming up on time, man. I just want to say. You know, James, th thank you so much, you know, for, for taking time out your busy day, man. This means a lot to me. I know I've got friends, family, my mom, my kids watching, and this means something to my neighborhood and everybody, man, just to see somebody like yourself doing it and know that, you know, it is possible. There's opportunities for us to build our own brand and, and you know, and reach levels that, you know, we may not have seen, foreseen before. So I appreciate all the work you're doing, all the work you've done with P, and just thank you for taking time to, to join me, my brother. Hey, no problem, man. Real quickly, you know, I, I you know, when you sent me, your information. I looked you up. I'm like, this brother is definitely passionate about what he's trying to do. And I was one of the reasons I'm come on and show you the love, man. You know, Thank so you, brother. I, you know, uh, you know, I wish you luck, man, and you know, and all the best to you and your family. Thank you, brother. That means a lot, man. I appreciate it. I'm definitely rooting for you, man. And, you know, hopefully see, see you there at the top, man. I'm sure we're, we're going to keep in touch, man. So thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for watching, you know, Rankable episode 24. I messed up and said 25. But thank you. You know, we're on 25 episodes now. We wouldn't even be here without all of your support. So thank you for all the DMs. Thank you for, you know, reaching out to us. Thank you for everything. And we'll be back next week with VP Desiree Coleman of Wells Fargo. And uh, I appreciate you guys again. We'll see you next time. All right, my brother. All right, take care, brother. Have a great one. Talk soon. All right, bye-bye.